is the act of being identified as a self. That's what selfing. That's it. So it's a verb. So if you hear it, it would sound like the verb is the act of being identified, and then self would be a noun. But the way I see it, it's a verb. Yeah, there is no self, but there can be an act of being identified as a self. It's an activity. It has to have time to make it seem to be so. In timelessness, it would be seen as impossible. It would never even, you know, never be entertained. But in time, things that aren't so can seem to be so. Yeah. So seemingly is a big word for me, which it means it appears to be true or false to you, yeah, to <coughs> us. So the act of being identified as a self is an activity the mental process is doing, the memories, the perceptions, the thoughts. And that act is a verb, it's an activity, but if what is real takes it to be real, it will seem to be real. Yeah? So we are the reality, and the mental state is presupposing or propositioning an idea, as Ramana Maharshi would say, there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing, that's this, yes? Uh, and then wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. So if you hear that, that's really all you need to hear, and if the shoe fits, you wear it, yeah, so a presupposing, so there's an opposed supposing or an assuming, but when it's assumed and supposed, it has, it has the effect that it presupposes itself, yeah, so something that comes after implies that it's before, so the mental activity in this event comes after conscious contact, like the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, is the base of our experience, and the mental process reacts to that conscious contact, and then claims to be the one that's conscious. Yeah. So it goes, it sort of leapfrogs from here over the consciousness, and now when consciousness is being noted, there's a sense that it's you that's conscious. Yeah. But that you is what you're not. It's an idea that you're a non-existent thing. And suddenly now it's been given the attributes of existence, which is consciousness and contact, and from there, it now wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing, instead of from the non-existent thing. And if you ever looked at salvation from a non-existent thing, obviously the salvation is always available at all times, right, where you are, because there is no existent thing. So therefore, there's no need for salvation from it. The salvation is always available at all times. Because and you don't have to go back to make sure the non-existent thing is dead because it was never alive. Yeah. So basically, it's a very clear, like erasing of a lot, a lot of the bullshit. Basically, but what happens with people is seemingly is they're taking what comes after as the before, and now they start seeking for the before from what comes after. That's why you never find it <laughs> because you are it. Yeah, that's the whole point. And it is not an experience. It has nothing to do with experience. And if you, all you're basically are going to get is nothing. And if you get a lot of nothing for a long enough time, it's going to turn to be everything for you. Yeah, that's the message. 
the message never changes. You can, you know, it's like a, a theme that John Coltrane is playing. He can improvise and riff, but basically it always goes back to the same theme. And the same theme really is basically, you're not that, which is not a presentation intellectually, it's a hit you have. Because let's say you hear the message that you're not a body. You're going to be hearing it as a body. Yeah? which thwarts the whole message. Just like the old story we used to always use, the lion and the sheep. The lion, you know, is with, it, with its mother, and the mother dies, and now the young lion is sort of lost, and it doesn't know what's going on, so it's wandering around, and he sees a herd of sheep. He starts moving towards it. Now the sheep know it's a lion, so they're getting a little anxious, but after a few minutes, they realize the lion has no idea it's a lion, and so it, it ingratiates itself into the sheep flock. Now, it's trying to be the best sheep it can be, but it's not really that satisfied, you know. It's got, it's got cur- his hair curled, and it's sitting around talk, worrying about next, who's going to be the next sweater this season. And he's, it's, 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 his life isn't into it, but he's doing the best he can. He's a sheep, you know, a very unhappy sheep. So he's living for years, and he marries another sheep, and he becomes a big sheep elder. But he's always got this dissatisfaction. And so suddenly one day, uh, he's hunting with the other sheep, I mean, not hunting, he's grazing with the other sheep, and a big, a big old lion comes in, and the big old lion starts ru- ru- you know, running after the sheep, and he sees this other lion, and he thinks it's joining the hunt. But after a minute or two, it realizes it's running away with the sheep. So he veers off, grabs the, the lion, and turns him over, and the young lion goes, please, Mr. Lion, don't eat me. Now the old lion's really confused, so he just drags it over to a pond, sticks both heads out. The young lion sees the reflection of the old lion, and guess what? It's a lion. Yeah. And then it doesn't have to do three months of roaring lessons. It roars. Because it's, and it was, the possibility of roaring had all, always been pregnantly available. But when he was trying to become a roarer as a sheep, he had to take lessons. Yeah. He had to go take lessons. And he had to get it, you know. And if he wanted to be lying, he had to straighten his hair out. And the point is, the message is so clear and timeless. Hey, you're a lion. How long would it take for a lion to get that it's a lion? I mean, not long, would it? Because it's a lion. No, actually, no time would have to pass because it would hit you like that. But this is what happens. We're not not hearing the message that we're a lion as a lion. We're hearing the message that we're a lion as a sheep. Yeah. So here comes the message. Some people really like it. You say, you're a lion, and they're resonating, and it's coming in. You're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion, and it hits the ear, and it's heard as a sheep, and it goes, I can become like a lion. That's not the message. Yeah. All right, you go to another meeting. You're a lion, you're a lion. And you think that if you go to enough meetings, you're going to hear it as a lion, but you're not. Because the sheep is very, very, very fast process. Yeah. So you hear the message, you're a lion, and you're really into it. But it turns into I can become like a lion. So what is what's the remedy to this situation? Is not to keep saying you're a freaking lion, but ask, are you a sheep? Yeah. Because if you're not the sheep, what are you? A lion. How long would it take? You're not going to be becoming a lion. You already are a lion. And when it dawns on the lion, it's not a sheep. It, does, it isn't like he finally turned into a lion. He realizes immediately it, he never was a sheep, nor will he ever be a sheep. Yeah? That's the solution. It takes time out of it. It takes you out of it. 
basically, and everything you're basically looking for is right now what's looking. Very simple. The whole point, though, is I've seen it. The sharing a message, you need to be an ear doctor. You have to hear how people are hearing it because they will keep on hearing it in the sheep way. And they're going to be driven crazy because they've been coming to 500 of these meetings and they pretty much have fucking had it. You know what I mean? And they're really pissed if other lions have realized they're lions, if they're enlightened lions are the worst. Or they can have this terrible event that they were, they finally flipped back into a lion, but they lost it. <laughs> they lost the lion. <laughs> this news is it's impossible. The one thing, the only possibility you and I have concerning this message is being it. That's it. You can't know it. You can't study it. You can't have it. You can't lose it. You are only, the only possibility is being it. And all that's necessary is to clear up the false referencing. And if you see that you're not that, that is exactly what you are. You are the seeing of what you're not. So this presupposing a non-existent thing, wanting to get salvation for a non-existent thing. Then Ramana says, if this is so, then your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy the non-existent thing? Exactly. Yeah. This is the dilemma. You're trying to get out of something you're not in. Yeah. You're trying to escape an imaginary place. And every attempted escape gives a reality to the imaginary place. Yeah. So as you're trying to get out of it, you're verifying your belief that you're in it. And the only solution to that is realizing you were never in it, then there's no need to get out of it. That's getting out of it. Getting out of it, and it stabilizes. It's not an experience that comes and goes. It can stabilize because you were never in it. Now, if you were in it once, maybe there would be a trail, a residue, something that would maybe refire up and you'd have to do something to put it out but you were actually never in it that's the being out of it so what happens how does this situation keep being reinforced well the mental state that's what it does the thought system the thought system believes says that you have a lot to do with shit you have nothing to do with I mean, I used to, I came to New York for, I hadn't been there for a while. I used this example all the time. Pretty good one, though. And a guy came into me and says, hey, Paul, you're growing your hair, you know? So I said, oh, yes, I am growing my hair. And I'm looking pretty good. And he was balding. I said, hey, you know, you're not doing too well with the growing the hair. So I give you a hint. We have a meeting on every Saturday, and we get together, and we grow our hair together. And it you know, gets more lustrous, and it's growing longer. And you can have pride and everything. But I really have nothing to do with growing my hair. All I have to do is not cut it. Yeah, really it's more of a negation than a positive thing and this is what this message is yeah you don't need to grow your hair you just have to see stop trying to grow your stop cutting it and it will grow yeah and suddenly I'm telling you looking for it is a way it gets cut the more you're looking for it the more you're never going to find it because that looking is blind to it it's like a great Zen statement by Hoang Po you ever read him? Hoang Po is really cool. Old Chinese Zen. And first of all, he would say one statement. He says, whatever can be perceived 
cannot be perceiving. That means all of us as bodies are out of the equation. Yeah? You're perceiving this body. That's gone. That's gone. There would be no thing, no, there would be no thing would be left behind. There'd be, there would be no thing left behind. But no thing would be left behind. Yeah? So whatever can be perceived cannot perceiving. Then he goes on and says, you cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Yeah? You cannot use mind, big M mind, which I would say is awareness and so much more. Really. Big M mind to seek mind. You cannot use light to seek light. You can do it for eons and nothing's ever going to happen. Why? Now the Buddha could seek anything else and probably be successful. It could seek a pair of pants, a latte, it could seek a date, it could seek this, it could seek that. And it would probably be successful. But one thing it would be unsuccessful about, if you are the Buddha, if you seek the Buddha, it's never going to work. Anything else you could, you could do, but not with this topic. And that's the dilemma. We are treating ourselves as something that we can get because we see it as other than us. That's the dilemma. When you see that you're not that, then it resonates perfectly. Why the hell would the Buddha ever be looking for the Buddha when he can be being the Buddha? Yes? Not doing the Buddha, not having and then losing the Buddha, but being the Buddha. You are so freaking you that you're not even picking it up. Because we don't pick up what's always happening. We don't. As a fish, we would be that self-centered fish that thinks that in the midst of the ocean is dry. That's our story. We're wet as we're completely drenched, and we're walking to meetings about wetness. Yeah. We're going to meetings to hear about wetness when we are wet. Why would you want to hear about what you already are? Just be the freaking message. Yeah. That's why this is like a spiritual subpoena. Really, you're served already. You're, we are already inherently awake. We Here, in this dreaming, we can seem to be awake to that idea, or we can seem to be asleep to that idea. It doesn't change the idea. The awakeness is a fact. You can seemingly be awake to that or not. That, that you can do in time. That you can do in the dream. In the dream, the dreaming, the dreaming can forget that it's dreaming, seemingly. Like the Course in Miracles would say, you and I are the dreaming of the dream. We forget that we're dreaming. How the hell can we forget that we're dreaming? We must be identified as the dreamt to forget that we're dreaming. Yeah? And in that condition, when we're in the state of forgetting that we're dreaming, being, being identified as a dreamt, we now give everything we're dreaming the power, the power to affect us. It sounds like everyone's day. If you look at it, it's the diagram of everyone in this room's day. Yeah, We're dreaming thoughts, and now the thoughts can ruin our day. Yeah, You own the thought, the thought has the ability to own you. When you call them your thoughts, they're much different than a thought. There's a great thing I wanted to read tonight. I think so. I've been reading, if you've been listening to the talks, I've been using this a lot lately. Because it's one of the, it's such a beautiful description. It's a story. It's a story by Ramana Maharshi, and he goes. It's like a lady is wearing a necklace around her neck. Yeah. She forgets it, imagines it to be lost, and impulsively looks for it here, there, and everywhere. Not finding it, 
She asks her friends if they have found it anywhere, until one kind friend points to her neck and tells her to feel the necklace around the neck. The seeker does so and feels happy the necklace is found. Again, when she meets her other friends, they ask her if her lost necklace was found. She says yes to them, and if it were, and as if it were lost and later recovered. Her happiness, this is the key, her happiness on rediscovering it around her neck is the same as if some lost property had been recovered. In fact, she never lost it, nor recovered it. And yet she was once miserable when she thought she lost it, and now she's blissed out because she's found it. But has she actually found it? No, and did she ever lose it? But when she believes she lost it, she was bummed out. And when she believes she's found it, she's joyous. You don't. Th- if that's not dreaming, I don't know what is. Yeah? You're dreaming something that's always so is not so. And so it's great when you find that it suddenly appears to be so to you, but when, and then you were so totally bummed out when it wasn't appearing to be so to you, but when you have the great joy of it appearing to be so to you, you're probably going to have the opposite, the great disappointment when you blow it or you lose it. You see? If you believe you achieve something, then you're immediately in the fear you're going to lose it. If you have it, you're going to lose it. That's the beauty of the message. You don't have it, there's no losing it. There's no forgetting the always available at all times. You don't have the joy of the experience of finding what was never lost, but you also don't have the, don't have the bumming out when you believe something that could never be lost, yeah? It's been lost. It's beautiful. It's, it's incredible, this point. So he goes... In fact, she never lost it nor recovered it, and yet she was once miserable, and now she is happy. Isn't that incredible? So, so also with the realization of the truth. The truth is always realized. The realization is now obscured. When the veil is removed, the person feels happy at rediscovering the ever-realized truth. Now, how could you rediscover the ever-realized truth? Because it was never discovered, because it's been always realized. There's no entrance into always realized. There's no exit out of always realized. It's always realized. A pure present tense verb that never turns into a past tense verb or a future tense verb. We are dreaming it as a past and future tense verb. To deny the presence of it. We want it to be present to us, but we don't want to admit the complete presence. Because the complete presence causes us to be seen exactly as we are, which is as an absence. There is no long-lasting independent separate entity. There's a mental activity that implies there is one, that that points to a someone, that reinforces the idea, but it can never, never make up a self. The mental state is always going to be agitated because it's in this incredible dualistic wrestling match. It's trying, it's always wanting to become what it hopes it could be and always wants to be unbecome what it thinks it is. It can never fulfill the mission, so you're in constant agitation. And when agitation seeks peace, what does it do with peace? It uses it to agitate. So watch people. People have peace, and their head starts worrying. Well, I have it tomorrow. There goes the peace. 
Look at, we would be so much happy in this room if you never even heard the word awakening. You'd be so much fucking happy, really. And then worse is enlightenment. That's unbelievable. Because <laughs> enlightenment means cessation of all suffering, but many of us, the mental process uses it to produce suffering. The exact opposite of the meaning. This is what's happening here. Once you claim it, it's neutered. What's what epiphanies? Has anyone been into an epiphany here? Yeah? I bet you the epiphany ends just when this happens. When there's a thought, I'm having an epiphany. There it goes. <laughs> then it's just a collector's item, really. You call the 800 epiphany number. I've had a big one. Four hours. <laughs> Beautiful visions. All right, put on your spiritual mantle. And then you can compare. Uh, that's as big as the one I had in Bali. Not as big as the one in Colorado. But, you know, it's all, it's ridiculous. Why would you want to have an experience of what always is? Always is. Why do you think an appearance experience matches up to being it? Being it, you can't write blogs about it, though. I'd love to go to the fucking Peruvian, you know, rivers and paint my face and do ayahuasca. I could write great blogs and, and write a book about my history of doing ayahuasca. What, well, I have, what can I do now? You know, it's, all, it's always built of all times. You can't, it's the most unspecial thing I've ever in, in, been introduced to because it keeps on giving nothing. It won't squeeze out one little thing. It's like a desert tortoise with a coyote. The coyote's trying to roll it, trying to get in there. After a few minutes, it goes away. We do it for fucking 40 years. <laughs> You're not going to get anything. That's it. It may not even produce a loving gaze. <laughs> it may not. <laughs> no, no one's going to recognize you. Like, sense this huge presence. No, they not. <laughs> You're just going to be awake to being awake, incessantly on all the little meridians and the partitions that the mental state likes to do with time will all freaking fade out, and you'll see this is just a giant mirroring event. Everything is just verbing. There's no nouns to be found. And you cannot step out of the verbing to observe it. It's like if you went to a river, let's say the Thames, Thames, what is it? How do you say Thames? And you get a glass of it and say, I, I got the Thames River. But what, are you, what did you miss? The rivering. You missed the whole essence of it, is its movement, yeah? We want to get something, and if you want to get it, you've neutered it. You are it, yeah? Always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirements necessary other than the ones you make up. It produces a relaxation you can't get from 50 Thai massages. You couldn't. You can never induce your body to let go of that little anxiousness of mortality. But here there's a relief because it's not of this place. You are. Like Jesus says, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. <coughs> what we're looking for in this world is what we're of. We need the, It's brought in through us. It's not found by us. Yeah. It's brought in through us. So what I noticed was <coughs> when certain reliefs stabilized for a long period of time, it was like reverse engineering. 
then it was revealed to me why it didn't seem to be available for such a long period of time. Yeah? So the relief suddenly became very ab- available, but then I, it, the message was really about why wasn't it seemingly available before, and all I found was me there, <laughs> constantly. Yeah, It was like a big head in front of you at a movie theater, and you're yelling at it, hey, sit down, and then it turns around, it's you, basically. Yeah? So what I saw was the thought system... It's not the thinking, it's not the thinking, it's the sense of being the thinker, yeah? It's not the feelings. All the feelings are being used to facilitate the bondage of self because you're cast as the feeler, yeah? It's not the actions, but it's the, it's the, it's the actor that's the bonding mechanism. It's using the thoughts, it's using memories, it's using feelings to bind you to this idea of self, but they're not the glue. It's the ownership. It's the sense of proprietoriness. It's a sense that you're the one. And if people want to call it an ego, I don't see it as an ego. Because when people talk about ego, they go, I have an ego. What is that, what, what is that one that has the ego? And what is it, what's that one that says it lost the ego? That's the bondage. The bondage is there. It's that sense of one. Yeah? It's a sense, I have a lot to do with this. That's the bonding. All these things are being used, but they have no ability to bind, nor does that. The only thing it can do is produce a seemingly so. It can keep talking as if it's already happened. It keeps implying that's already happened. It keeps reinforcing the idea already happened, but it's in happening. It never happened. There's never been a thing. So when you see the problem from the solution, it informs you the problem is an activity that the solution is involved with. When the solution loses interest in it by entertaining it may not be it, once it does that, then the whole production goes way down. It's like I used to see a British show when I was young, The Avengers. Yeah, It was very interesting. Then I saw it like a few years later. It had the cheapest freaking production. It was like fucking phony, the setting. They, they spent like 400 bucks a week on it. It was terrible. But when I was young, it looked fucking great. I saw it now. Jesus Christ. Terrible acting, terrible everything. What? It was the same thing, wasn't it? But something had changed. Not the Avengers, but what was seen in the Avengers. Exactly. Yeah. So the thoughts, we always use this one, we put money, sex, health, and everyone would respond <coughs> to them with a meaning about it based on their seeming condition. I'm going to change the whole word without changing the word at all. Just put my in front of it. Changes everything, doesn't it? I wish everyone in this room to have a lot of money, but I don't want you to have any of my money. That's what it's like all day. All day, there's all this meaning given to everything you come in contact with with because you think it's you in contact with it. Every day, the activity is being reinforced, implied, presupposed, yeah? And if you're going to try to beat it with a process, it's the quickest process that's available. It's like a gunslinger that never loses in time. The only place it loses is when timelessness shows up, which is what we are. You can see what you're not. You can see what you're not. And when you see what you're not, you'll see it's an activity. And when you see the activity, there's no need for a solution because there's no problem.
this was like an unspoken yes when I heard it and over time it, it became the last answer and no other answer I ever had was the last answer this put all need for answers away and you know what some of the great gifts is you lose any interest in the need to be liberated because what needs to be liberated is not you you lose all if when I was seeking if I saw this this is why I was seeking not to be this <laughs> I wanted the surrender on this cliff with the ex-girlfriends and future girlfriends I hope wondering how great Paul is giving it all up no this is totally boring completely <laughs> nothing's ever happening I never got anything out of every, any talk ever ever this is like a black hole to me the mental state is so starved fuck just dying for the smallest little bone fuck it <laughs> it's amazing I swear I've done tons of these talks and only because I never showed up and I swear I've sniffed all around it I have not gotten anything out of it ever not one nothing just like a big emptiness and any but one thing is when that emptiness is, is in all the concerns I had before this meeting are totally erased completely bad knee nothing you don't sense anything and after a while that happening so many so many times you realize how could have it been so real and able to disappear so quickly yeah mm. what's causing anything is you <laughs> you're it yeah <laughs> it's true it says in new, not the new science, the neuroscience, whatever, you know, the observation distorts the observed, yeah? The greatest ex- influence of any experiment is the one that thinks it's doing the experiment, yeah? And science can only go to a certain point, but it can never know what's knowing. It can never take the what's knowing and then study it. That would be knowing. Knowing would be, yeah? yeah. There's no way... There's gonna ever anything's ever gonna be before you. Never. Never. You are behind the camera. All of this is in front of the camera. This is content. If you believe you're observing it, you're right in the mix. There's no observing of this place as this. None. It's just mental fucking masturbation. You're not seeing anything. You think you're you know outside the fray, you're not outside the fray. This has never escaped the content. What's behind the camera is what we are. Yeah. All of the what's in front of the camera is appearing in what we are. I remember the first satsang I went to. I didn't know the lady, but the face, the space was really nice. And I shared. I said, hey, I w- came in here and I was, I was observing mental states and emotional states and physical states. And I, but there was an assumption it was me doing it. And then I came into the satsang I realized that was a mental state that was saying it was observing the mother, other mental states. So my aperture opened more wider than usual, yeah? So what I was, I thought here was the reality and all of this I was observing. But suddenly I saw this observing. So obviously this was implying it was the context, suddenly was seen swimming in the content, yeah? So then I left, it was pretty cool. And my aperture, see, this is what a realization is, a safe realization. You know, I'm clear. And then I'm really clear, and you are not. Yes, and then it goes on and on and on. But if you let this this message goes like this, and then you are seen completely. You are seen from behind the camera, completely. There's not one bit of you, this that's there. 
So the aperture opens, more gets revealed, yes? More gets revealed. And then suddenly all of you is seen as what you're not. And that's what you are. You're the seeing of what you're not. It's really love, actually, because all you're going to do is be seeing what you're not every day. And in that way, you intimate what you are. In what you are, there's no intimation of it. But here, by seeing what you're not, what you are gets intimated. It's like almost like, like a bumper shot of pool. You can't you can't pull in and park. You got to back in. Yeah, you got to go in a sense of seeing what you're not, and that's how you find out what you are, which is the seeing of what you're not. Mm. Yeah. Any questions? I'm overwhelmed by the space. It's very strong, eh? Jeez. What? That's great. What? Great. That's that's close. That's the closest you're ever going to get to getting it. If you don't get it, you're in very good. Just let it keep going. Keep break down completely. You're never going to fucking get it. <laughs> Isn't that a relief? <laughs> you don't have to come back tomorrow. It's <laughs> good. Yes. Any questions? Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, I've been following the path of the Mandalay for quite a while, and um, you know, trying to sort of—I don't know. Basically, it's quite a long story short. I'm in recovery as well. I'm finding the whole thing hard to reconcile. So um, the whole what? So, so sitting, so basically being this, what, what, what we are, um, but then sitting in a meeting uh, of recovery, and I find meeting very dualistic, and the 12-step program is dualistic, so I'm finding it hard to reconcile the two, and I know it's, it's my mind, you know, getting in the way, but I, yeah, I just need some help with it, basically. I just wonder what your thoughts are. Do you still go to meetings? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And do you, and do you, because in meetings, if I started to talk advice at people, it's like, what, you know? Yeah, you don't need to do that. What you are will speak louder than what you say, so. Okay, so that, that book you're talking about, is, would that help me with that sort of? You know, you talked about you and Twilight's that book. Yes. Well, it has a it has a little bit of intention to help you, yeah. The other book we did isn't supposed to help you, no. <laughs> but this is, yeah. What's the name of the book? <laughs> Escape to Everywhere, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah, it's more, it's more of a non-linear. But this was an intention, in a way. But see... You don't need to speak about Advaita. You can say it. See, the words are the words aren't the message. They can carry the message. Yeah. So you can say it. And AA, you can't bring this to AA. You have to sneak it in, and then let it grow through AA. You can't bring it in because they will go. It's not AA. Yeah. If they recognize it as something other than AA, that tends to be a shutdown. 
But if you're in the camp already, <laughs> then you can start lighting fires and then see what happens. Yeah, yeah. But the idea of that which is reacting to the meanings of non-duality isn't it anyway. It's very inclusive. That's your head talking about it's very contradicting. Non-duality is sloppy. I mean, there's people that are like, to me, non-duality Pharisees, really. They have the letter of the law, but they've lost the spirit of the law. Yeah? Yeah. There's no... To me, the whole program of AA in the meetings is, is described in the second tradition, which is there is a loving power of God that's expressing itself through our group conscience like this. That's all I'm interested in. I sense that space. Yeah, and then it's also nice to be used, and you will be used in AA for sure. Yeah? You'll be used. And to me, the greatest role of a hose is to feel the water moving through it, in my view. Yeah, so no, I don't have any trouble with it at all. I have sponsees, I go to meetings, yeah. I don't, you know. The thing is, see, like the Course would say about level confusions, you don't want to give non-duality someone whose house is on fire. If someone thinks their house is on fire, they're getting burnt up, you should tell them where the pail of water is. Yeah? So you, you, you respond to what's happening. You, you don't have a dogmatic view. Yeah, yeah. So, and if you want, you can talk to me later about it. But I have none of that. Doesn't I? Right now, everything is very inclusive. Like we were sharing today, there's a statement in the course that says, "You and I are dreaming this dream, and we're going to dream ourselves out of the dream." Yeah. And as we do, the dream will get happier. Yeah. So, no matter what any of us are doing, behind it all is mind. And mind can take the worst thing and make it the best thing. Mind will take something that has not worked for anyone else and it will work in your case. Yeah? In other words, with you there, there's always value. Yeah? It's always... So, this idea that there's only one way or there's a no way, mind overrides that any way it wants. One of the most clearest persons I knew was a guy, an Italian shoemaker in San Francisco because I had, had to have orthopedic shoes named Peter Fonda. He was like a little Catholic saint. He made shoes for Mother Teresa. Yeah? I used to go there for the shoes, but I stayed there for the space, basically, really. And this guy was as bright as bright can help. Did he know he was bright? No. Did it matter? No. Yeah, he had never heard of non-duality, anything else. But I'll tell you, it was pretty damn attractive. Yeah, this remember what we are precedes everything. So that's why it, what happens is if you look at a saint and then you see their expression and then you try to make that a path, thinking that if I act and do exactly what they did, I'll arrive where they are. But they didn't do that to get to where they are. They're expressing where they are through that, you know, in that behavior. They didn't get there by that behavior. Yeah? Mind precedes all. Mind's dreaming. Mind can dream itself out of the dream. What does that mean? It's going to use the dreaming, like this message, to dream itself out of the dream. And as it does, it'll get happier. What more do you want? Yeah? Watch what's happened. Non-duality's been used. It's been used. It's... 
It's been used to build businesses on now. How many non-duality retreats do you need? None. (laughs) And how many intensives do you have to go? This isn't intense enough? Fucking living a day in London? (laughs) It's got to be more intense? This is insane. (laughs) Non-duality is what we are. Non-duality means not two. It doesn't even imply one. It doesn't. We imply that it means one. It doesn't mean that. It just means non not two. And then you find out. Why you don't want why would you want to know what you are? Why would you want to work hard to know what you are when you're being it. Do you watch consciousness? Do you notice what's th- what it's doing? Does uh, Did any of you, after you went to yoga and you're stretching and everything, did you go to a seeing class where you're <laughs> hearing, you know, touching? I want to touch better or you feel better. No. Has that, has the consciousness that's based on this life, has it demonstrated any thought and effort to be conscious? Now, your eyes may be bad, but that which is seeing ain't bad. Yeah? The ears may be plugged up, but that which is hearing isn't plugged up. Yeah? And I've, no, I've, I've observed, I've investigated. It has never demonstrated any thought or effort to be what it is. You know, when you open your eyes, it doesn't seem like, all right, got to bring Tokyo over here, London here. It's a zoop. Yeah? Like that. It's seen the worst things. It's seen the best things. There's no volition. There's no discrimination. If I have a vow, I'm never going to see anything. And my eyes are open, and a window's there, and a bird. I'm seeing the bird. It doesn't matter what I thought. I'm seeing the bird. We're, we are taking ourselves to be an afterthought that implies it's before everything. That's why what we are is now made after to be after us. That we're going to be the one that needs to know it. That's not true. You are what you're looking for. Right now. At right now. You are what you're looking for. The seeker is the sort. Has it demonstrated any thought and effort? Then why would you believe you can get there through thought and effort? Being does not demonstrate thought and effort. Does consciousness run out? Does it? Did you see so much on by Friday? You know, or you didn't pay your consciousness bill and they cut it off? You know, as if there's you and then like a pipe that sends it in, and then you could oh, I'm unconscious for a few days until all right, pay up, all right, it's back on again. No, it's not that. That's being. That is being. That's what being is sort of like. It's effortless. Yes. It's incessantly on. It's not lighting a match. It doesn't need to trigger anything. It's so completely on, you don't notice it. If you use that to look for that, you can do it for eons and nothing's going to happen. There's never, it's not seeing, 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 and then suddenly the seer. There's no seer. There's just seeing. It goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. 
when you have a realization, it's in mind. It's a realization in mind. And that realization will reverberate and it will never hit anything. It goes on and on and on and on and on and on. That woman believes she lost the necklace. Therefore, she had sorrow. Then she suddenly believes she found the necklace and had joy. That's what we're doing all day. We're losing and finding and finding, losing something we could never lose and never find. We're hoping to see it in something else other than what it is. We're hoping it was once there and will be there in the future, but we don't recognize it now. Non-duality has no trouble in AA, no trouble in anything, no trouble in Buddhism, no trouble in Islam, no trouble whatsoever. It's just an illuminating factor. It is not a path to illumination. It will illuminate whatever path you're on, whatever it is. Normal daily life, it illuminates that. It is light. That's basically what it is. Yeah, And you're it. You can huff and puff and believe you're not, but it doesn't change the fact. Never will. Yeah, You can swear you don't want to be conscious tomorrow, and if you're still alive, you're conscious tomorrow. You, there's no volition around it, no discrimination around it. You can't get out of the deal. You know? The I am is I aming. That's what's happening. The mental state would like to say, it's I am Paul, and then switch the root, put Paul in front of the I am. So now the I am becomes I was and I will be. And you live in interpretation. That's all it is. The I am gets forgotten, gets fulfilled, gets replaced with I was and the hopes I will be. Yeah, But it's the I am all the time. Yes. You can feel it in the room. doesn't need any verification, does it? doesn't need to verify. You can sense it. It's like an unspoken yes. It's like knowledge before knowledge. Once you get a taste of it, you'll, you'll never, you'll never lose that flavor ever. Yeah. You may think you have, but nothing's ever happened. It, we are like that sky. You know the sky. You know you can have a million clouds move through the sky, and it would not. The sky would never turn into a cloud. Yeah, the cl- sky has never become identified with any cloud that ever moved through it. Yeah, you can have fireworks; it doesn't rip the sky open. Yeah, airplane pilots call up the tower; they never say, "I ran into a big chunk of sky." Yeah, thousands of things appear in it, yet nothing at- ever affects it. That's what mind is like. We're untouched, unblemished, pristinely empty and brilliant. There's nothing, nothing that you could possibly do to exile yourself. And there's nothing you could possibly do to get closer to what is everywhere. How can you get closer to everywhere? That's the feeling. And you don't go and look back at a non-existent thing to see if it's existing. (laughs) You don't. You don't have to kill it 800 times. It's not like a zombie. It doesn't rise up. It never was there to begin with. That's what's revealed. 
when it dawns on you, which is any time, right now, one of the things it will reveal is it's always been this way. It's never not been this way. It dismisses the whole reality that you are huffing and puffing into the believing and into the dreaming like that. It takes absolutely no time to erase that which wasn't there. None. That's all. No effort and no time. And then, first there is the mountain, then there is no mountain. Everyone would love that, but then there's a mountain again. So now this is more like a mirage. You know there's no water in it, but it keeps appearing. Yeah? Yeah. You come back tomorrow, nothing. People come back after eight years. Paul, anything new? No, nothing new. <laughs> Any intensive? No. Any retreats? No. You know, I have shirts every year. <laughs> I have more shirts than anything else. Every year we have a spring collection. Sure. I mean, you can have a lot of shirts, but you can't have a lot of this. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could. I could sell it then. I could give you a little and then <laughs> try to produce the hopes it's going to get more. It ain't getting more. There's no more of this. <laughs> there isn't. It's completely unbelievable. There's no more of it. And therefore, there can't be any less of it. Which is awesome. So, yeah. Any questions? Free will? If you feel like you have it, exert it. Oh, I don't. What? I don't. Oh, then don't exert it. <laughs> if mind believes there's free will in this dream, it's, it's going to seem to be so. It is. Is it so? No, but it will seem to be so. Do you believe it? Do I believe it? No. I don't believe anything really right now. I don't even believe I'm in England right now. <laughs> I can't believe I would leave California to come here. <laughs> I'm in trouble with that. <laughs> there may be belief, but there's no one believing it. That's the good news. It's not about your beliefs get restructured. It's just the owner of the beliefs gets altered. Doesn't get altered. There's never been one. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I wonder if there's anything to say about sleep, or in my case, lack of it. Lack of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, I have during the like now or when I'm awake, um, I'm very dear and therefore it's fine, but. Then I'm tired, and then then I'm kind of I can't sleep basically, and I it's it, I'd like to know how to switch that off the uh, consciousness <laughs> that is that is looking through those eyes. I think that meeting was at two today. <laughs> we had the hypnotizing birth earlier. I think you missed the, the two o'clock. How to go to sleep? No, I'll just uh, take baths. They're good before you go to sleep. Herbal tea. You no, I don't. I don't have it. But yeah, I don't know how. I don't know. What the answer I always would be. feel that, that my interest in, in I had a lifelong interest in meditation and non-duality now and etc 
And I always feel that's in fact almost created the wakefulness, which is yes. But see, you can that wakefulness can be there, and the body can still fall asleep. Yeah, you feel pretty rough in the morning. (laughs) Well, then it slept with you then. The body slept with you. Yeah. That's why, yes, exactly. But you can. The awakeness can seemingly be there and you can fall asleep. The body will sleep. But to listen to you or, you know, read Ramana or whatever, that can be complete understanding and resonance and, yeah, I've got it, you know, and this sense of being here. Yeah. Um... And yet, at, at night, you lie down, or I lie down, and suddenly, you know, it, I don't know, it's, yeah. it's like a, it's, it's not, not so good. Well, you can always use that and ask, who is it not good for? Oh, yeah. You can do that little trick. Or you can go through your body points, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. None of those work? I'm sorry, I'm disappointed. <laughs> but again, I promise nothing. So I'm going to keep delivering it. Any question you ask, I'm going to give you nothing. Yeah, I'm like a cod salesman, you know? Like the only fish I sell is cod. You can saute it, sushi it, but you're going to get cod every time. No mackerel, salmon. I haven't, I haven't expanded this the fish business. I humbly believe, and it's only been directed, that if this isn't seen clearly, you're going to be looking from it. Yeah, there's going to be a reference, a mental reference point that will be constantly assumed to be you. It it will really alter the game because you will think you're at square zero when you're not at square zero. And if you look at a game board from square three, it will look a lot different than from square zero. Yeah? So, and the problem is, if the square three tries to look for square zero, that's square three. Yeah? So the point is, is is a negation of the seeming reference at square three. And then, when that's negated, there's no need to look for square zero. You're looking from square zero. That's sort of how it works, yeah? If you follow anything through, we've heard enough stuff. Everyone's heard incredibly beautiful descriptions of seemingly what is. But it was what wasn't that heard it. It claimed to be the hero of it. That's what's neutering everyone. It's sort of like you want peace, but then the peace gets hijacked and now you're looking for peace as that which you're not that's what keeps it being unsatisfying yes you're shopping for the wrong person you really are you you give it your you know shopping list and it 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 translates it to a totally different thing and it keeps bringing you the goods and they're not working so you keep thinking more something more something but really all that something is going to end up as nothing why not start at nothing it was a joy when people would call me up and say you missed a great teacher I said hallelujah you know what I mean oh the last day to sign up for that fucking retreat oh great it's like something my spiritual pants fell down and I didn't pick it up the emperor has no clothes truly yeah and that was the joy. Yeah? Because you're using that which you're looking for to find it. 
the Buddha is seeking the Buddha. And these people came around knowing this happens and t- attempted to warn us. I believe this statement by Ramana should be like a like stamped on every New Age spiritual book before the author page. Those sales would go down unbelievably. It's sort of like the cigarette warning. You know, this could be hazardous to your health. This shit could be hazardous to your spiritual health. Really. If you don't see this heist, this activity of the mental state, you will be looking from it. Yeah? And that act of identification with this will be the act of denial of what you are. Even when you're searching for what you are, the searching will be an act of denying what you are. Because you'll be proclaiming it's not you while you're looking for it. This dawned, and I never left this message, because there's no point to go anywhere unless this is noted or seen. It's a heist. It's very quick, and it will claim anything it comes in contact with. You would hope that certain great 5,000-year-old traditions would be immune to its claiming, but they aren't. <laughs> yeah, It will claim if you have long robes and a loving gaze just as much as if you have <laughs> tattoos and a leather jacket. It will claim whatever it comes in contact with. It has no respect for anything other than a power greater than it. And the way you are right now, you're not as- accessing that power that's greater than it. It's using you for transportation. Seriously. <laughs> We see it in recovery, I call it a parasitical movement, but the real addiction is the mental addiction to the idea of being a self. That's the cause of all the other addictions, because you're trying to get relief from self as a self. That's why it never works. When I shot coke, which I shot quite a lot of, there was not one second did I think I was cocaine. There was always a very clear line, coke in me. There was no, oh, I am coke, you know. (laughs) But we are starting in the addiction of the mental state as the coke. We're shooting it so much up, we're actually taking ourselves to be it. That's the addiction, yeah. Alcoholism is just a drive to try to get out of it that's totally, totally failed because it's self trying to get out of self. Just like similar, like the Buddha trying to seek the Buddha. Yes? That which you're not cannot get out of that which you're not. It only appears to be what you are when that's happening. That's the addiction. That's the mental addiction. That's why the activity is an incredible reinforced activity. It's like shooting up the act of being identified as a self. That's what we're doing all day. But the shooting up is thoughts feelings, actions, being claimed and being used to imply that you're the actor, the feeler, and the thinker. That's the bondage of self. It's an activity, yeah? And it needs your compliance to seem to be so. Because you and I are the only reality there is. Yeah? Like we have that acronym in fear in AA called false evidence appears real. How could false evidence appear real? It would have to appear real to what's real. Yes? Where it? The, it's not the movie or the dreaming, it's the audience. The audience is what's making it seem so real, not the movie. The mental state is offering us this idea. 
It's in, it's in the act of being identified as a self. Now, you could be in that act with it, or you can have, have an abstinence to it. One would be you're seemingly asleep to the fact that you're awake, and the other is you're seemingly awake to the fact that you're awake. None of it changes the fact that you're awake. It just allows a traveling lighter here if you're seemingly awake to that fact. That's all I've noticed. As a broad judgment over time, I've seen that I have stabilized in a state of traveling lighter. It hasn't changed the geography of my life, but I've gone over everything that was meant for this action figure lighter. Yeah? And what more do you want here? Because there's only two basic themes, either traveling heavy or traveling lighter, basically. You're going to be the star of one or the other. In traveling lighter, you have a very, very small role. In traveling heavy, you're it. You're the whole fucking movie. <laughs> you have to see it. I, I'm, you know, I remember when I looked at my relationships, and none of them seemed to work. And I looked at, well, what was the one constant in all of them? Me. <laughs> yeah? You got a big role here. Like course says, you you're giving everything all the meaning it has. That's a pretty comprehensive statement. It has the word all and everything in it. There's no way out of that statement. You and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. What is that saying? We're dreaming. Yeah. We're dreaming that the worst possible thing that ever happened could suddenly turn into the best possible thing. That's how extreme it can be. Yeah. You can be directed by the mental state or you can be directed by some other modality of mind. Let's call it centeredness. And you'll know the tree by its fruits. You'll be able to see what works and what doesn't. Yeah? And if you found out what works, it's not a choice. You just lean into it. Yeah? And then your interest and attention, instead of being wedded to a dead preoccupation, everything always about you, and I'm telling you something, the thought system pictures you and I as a body. When you're thought about, you're thought about as a body. When you're remembered, you're remembered as a body. When the mental state, when the thought system pictures you four years ago, you're pictured as a body. You are not pictured as spirit, because there'd be no picture. There would be no four years ago. The selfing does not generate anything. It, how it generates the sense of self now is by remembering you as a self in the past and by remembering you as a self in the future called worrying. Yeah? They're both forms of remembering yourself now. So it's like, I was there as a body, I will be there as a body, therefore I am here as a body. That's what it does. It can't say, I am here as a body now because it would be seen through completely. But it can say, I was, I will be, and then infer presuppose, imply, reinforce the idea you are a body now. That's what it's doing. It's an activity. Nothing ever happened. It can just seem to be happening now. And also, conversely, it can, it can be seen not to be happening. You, it will be happening, but its product won't be produced. Like a lot of people would always call me in the beginning, Hey, Paul, I've been <coughs> selfing all day. Yeah? No, that's not the selfing. It's the one that thinks it's been selfing all day. That's the selfing. Yeah? And then I get the other. So selfing has been driving me crazy. No, that's not either. It's the one that's being driven crazy. That's the bonding. 
Not the selfing. The selfing is totally superfluous. It's being used. But the, pro- the product is the sense of being the one. That's the product of following the activity of being identified as a self. That's what it can produce. You can take yourself to be this, and in that you forget what you are, and then suddenly everything you're dreaming has the ability to affect you. Voila. Not, you were never bound, ever, ever, possible. The freedom is prior to the bondage. If the freedom is after the bondage, you're going to have more bondage. Sometimes the freedom from that bondage becomes a new bondage. Yeah? But it's prior. From prior, you see it as an activity. There's no one that's ever been bound. The bondage is of self. If self is in place, then the possibility of having an experience of being bound is available. If the self isn't there, there's no bondage. Well, you can't. You just have to find out about that. Those are very, very weak pointers. Yeah? Your life will elaborate on it. Yeah? Like we say in AA, you'll know peace and understand serenity. All these things will start coming over you. Not by thought and effort, but more as an expression. Yeah? Something will trigger, become available that seemingly wasn't, and you'll know the tree by its fruits. Yeah? You will hope... It's like in AA, we do service to get out of self in a way, right? There's a lot of service in recovery because we know the problem is the obsession or the identification of self. It's sort of like we need like divine proctologists to pull us out of the ass of self like every fucking day because the habit is to go back up there, yeah? So after years of participating in service activities, one time, and this is what you usually would feel when you did service, you'd feel like available, like, wow, you feel much bigger, you know, much more available. And then when you're available, you would say, hey, I sense the spirit, I sense the higher power, you call it, yeah? But then one day I realized, you know what? I am that I am that presence. Yeah. I am the presence and therefore I'm available because I'm present. It's not I'm doing presence, I'm being present. So that makes me available and that makes me of service, which is totally different than doing service. So then you realize all your all your activity here is really holding space, basically. You're just holding the space because you are the space. There's no effort. How much, How hard would it be to hold space? You, you know, it's not fucking heavy. You know what I mean? I, I, this is really difficult to hold the space. It's very, very easy. It's what you are. And then people make up everything that they think you are. I swear to God, people call me up and thank me if I didn't do fucking do anything. I'm sitting there, what? Well, you're talking about someone else. Oh, what you said, it, didn't even, it wasn't what I meant when I even said it. Oh, I really like what you said, and they explain. I go, what? It's, it's out of your jurisdiction as soon as it leaves here. It isn't about you and me. 
The message is much more important than the messenger. And people make a mistake to think the messenger is the message. It isn't. You can have people that have been proven to be frauds, yet they inspire tons of people. Mind doesn't play the fucking game, we think. You can be inspired by something that has been proved totally fraudulent. It doesn't freaking matter. Mind is dreaming itself out of dream. It can use dream stuff to assist in dream. It's not all bad. It can use what's happening to dream itself out of thinking it's on the one that it's happening to. And look at the beauty here. Can you imagine if flowers were always open? It's beautiful to watch a bud form. Yeah, and there's so much stuff that's teased out gorgeously in time, like beauty. Like you get orchids and you're waiting there and they're like you're like impatient every two three weeks or all, and then they open up. It's this huge thing. Can you imagine if they were always open? Mm-hmm. I mean, time is playing some incredible notes. It's like you know how you hear someone playing guitar and they hold a note. It's so beautiful that can only happen in time. You know. It's some beauty. A lot of beauty is is teased out. I think this place is incredible. <coughs> the dreaming of it. It's the mental interpretation that can go overboard. Yeah, because I don't believe. I believe life is happening. <coughs> but when you're seeing it from the mental state or looking from them and say it's seen as it's happening to me, that's not life. That's an interpretation, and the interpretation will take the place of the living, and then your head will just dwell in, you were living once great, or the hopes you will be living once great, but you're out to lunch, pretty much. You know? And then people, if anyone's flipping out here tonight, I probably guarantee it's not about tonight. It's about last week and next week. We're not even responding to what's happening, we're reacting to what's not happening. That's our response to what's happening. We're reacting to what's not happening. It's slavery. Literally. I have total faith. These, these talks, I, I gave up talking to people about this years ago. Yeah? I'm throwing it somewhere else. I'm talking to mind about you. I'm not talking to you about mind because it goes nowhere. It fucking goes nowhere. I'm talking to big M mind. It's like this. We're like, if you've heard the talks, you know, we're not letting people have a breath, yeah? We're just dumping tons of shit at them. Because, because the mental state is like the thousand-armed Buddha with mitts, yeah? It's catching everything, you know, I'm aligned. It catches them all. But it's like, this is like spiritual sperm. Just one has to get through. And if it hits the mother egg, and the mother, it hits the mother egg, and blammo, there's a, there's a conception occurs, a conceiving, a conceiving a, an idea of, hey, I may not be that. As soon as you can see it's not you, you can entertain being free from it. If you keep seeing it from you, you'll entertain being free as it, which is not freedom. That's bondage. That's the whole point of the message. I have total faith in mine. Faith is it's already complete. You are the mission has already been completed. You're, you're in the joy of hoping to forget it so it can be great when you find it. But I tell you, the forgetting may last a lot longer than you would imagine. 
<laughs> you might as well just stay with it's never could be found a loss. It's much more secure. You can really rest there, really, totally. That's the appropriate reaction is to rest. Any more questions? We got plenty of time. Yes. You said earlier uh, you're traveling lighter now, and what um, did you have memory loss when you were traveling lighter about everyday life? Yes. Forget things. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. You forget yesterday too. I'm, I hate to say this, but I was in a six-year relationship, broke up last year, and it's like it never happened. That's all that happens, really. It's not like a. It's not like discriminating cleansing. It all gets erased, really. But to me, it produces a, a lightness. Because you're always being pared down, yeah? Economized. What can be changed gets changed, and what can't be changed gets emphasized. So now, you sense the space instead of so much the things appearing in it, yeah? You, you can hear silence. It's very deafening and stuff, things like that. And then all the made-up partitioning and separation just gets very indistinct. They're seemingly still there, but you have an inclusiveness of it all. You're not seeing this is pitted against that. And it just comes. It's not like anything you could ever work towards because you have no idea of it, none whatsoever. The concepts are not even close. The conceptual think structures that are meant to indicate they're not even close. It's the the knowledge is finding out. Yeah. Like for me in recovery, the day that that there was always a statement, you uh, surrender your will and life over the care of a higher power of your own understanding. But when it got really awesome was turning your willing life over to the care of a higher power of its own understanding. Mm-hmm. That's revelatory. Yes? Mm-hmm. You're not forcing everything into a small hole anymore so you can understand it. You don't understand it. That's the joy. And then you find out what it's like by watching. Yeah, and ha- happening to you and others. You see the choreography of this place. Yeah, you see coincidences abound. It's just unbelievable. The eyes that you can see things in. Yeah. It's like staying on the operating table. Don't get up and don't play doctor. It's going to go great. <laughs> Good. Literally, seriously. You don't need, it's not a need to know. You don't need to know a lot of stuff. You really don't. Well, yep. uh, when you say bigger mind, is that like life itself? Or yeah, bigger mind. Minds. Just, just to me, I like, I don't think there's a little mind. I call all that mental processes. I don't even, wouldn't even give it the name of mind. It's so different. Yeah? Well, the big mind is that awareness, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. But I don't call, I don't say there's a little mind. I call all the rest mental processes. It's different to me. It's very like mechanical and uh, yeah. 
we call it our, we call it mind. I don't think it's close to mind, really. Like Ramana would say, it's just a compilation of thoughts. What we're calling mind, that's all it is. Compilation of thoughts doesn't make anything. It's just thoughts. Yeah? And one of the thoughts is that you're the thinker. And that's the, that's the one that's thought about the most, is that you're the thinker. That all happens in bigger mind. Well, it cannot. Everything happens in bigger mind. Did it happen? No, but everything's happening. See, there's only one reality. Everything else is seemingly happening. We're the only happening there is. Nothing else has happened other than us. Everything is appearing in us. Yeah? Without us, there'd be no appearance. We're the only happening. That's why you can say everything is happening, but nothing ever happened, because nothing has culminated into being. We're the only being there is. Yeah? Yeah. There's got to be a few more questions. You may feel cheated. It's amazing that it's been hidden. In a sense, it's amazing that it's been hidden. Hidden? Hidden. Oh, hidden. Hidden, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it isn't. We're the hiding of it. It's not hiding. We're the hiding of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To come to that realization. Yeah. Yeah. Why did it take so long? Well, that's a a verbal reaction from the head. Yeah. 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 It didn't take long at all. No. Is it our conditioning that? Um, as I said, so it's keeping it from it. You, it, as you say, it, it's already here, it's around us. But do you think we've been conditioned to sort of ignore it or not realize it as such? I think the big disguiser is time. Mm-hmm. Time. The dreaming of time is the way that which always is can seem not to be happening. Mm-hmm. It's all time. Yeah? Mm-hmm. See, we believe there's time and it moves to the next moment and then, you know, keeps going. But the mental state yeah. doesn't buy it that way. It's, it implies, it says something after is before. It's always switcherooing. Yeah. We're, we're convinced we're an afterthought, really. The conscious contact happens and the mental process arises and then the mental process says, you're the one who's conscious and that's how it, what comes after comes before. Mm-hmm. And if what after comes before, then before has to be put after. That's why you can never see it. Because you are what's looking. Yeah. Yeah. That's all timing. It's all time. Yeah. Yeah. Is that in the sense what, although they won't invite you to speak at their place, which I think is bullshit, Krishnamurti meant about thought is time? I don't know. I didn't read Krishnamurti. So I don't know. But time, you know, there, if there's going to be any descriptions, time should be the most pronounced one. It's the biggest activity of the dream, yeah. um, I would say. So, but time is a man-made construct as such. Yes, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say it's a construct. It's an active construct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're the source of time. We're dreaming. Yeah. Us now. Yeah. 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 Dreaming in time... Pr- Impossibilities can seem possible in time. Yeah? Yeah. Like this idea, when you were young, were you trying to be in the moment? Probably not. Because you hadn't entertained, you could be out of the moment. 
then the mental state develops and comes up with this insane idea you can be out of the moment and then it can drive you to want to be in the moment mm-hmm. which verifies that you were out of the moment mm-hmm. yeah? Yeah. So tricky though. and then there's a drive to try to get out of self but that implies that you're in self and so you run into self can't get out of self why is that? because you've never been in self that's why you can't get out of it you see? the only response to something that you were never in is seeing you were never in it how long would it take? no time at all how long would it take to escape an imaginary place? exactly when when the solution expresses itself it's always in timelessness yeah. When, when the solution, the what you know, the message dawns on you, it's one quality is always there and it's timelessness. In other words, it's always been that way. That just seemed to have come over you. It's always been that way. That's what. That's how it translates yeah, completely. So it totally negates everything in a nanosecond because nothing ever happened anyway. Yeah. It doesn't have to erase 800 chalkboards. There wasn't any chalkboards. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's it's one of the greatest trash removers because there's no trash. <laughs> so when it removes trash, there was no trash. Didn't take a second. No need for a truck. No curb to put it out on. It's all time. Timing is like the main activity here. Very rarely people are giving. They're not putting enough attention on it. It's huge. It's huge. None of this could possibly happen without time. The idea of time, you know, the entertaining of time. Yeah. yeah. But we entertain time in a very linear structure, but other aspects of the head don't entertain time that way. They're moving around, and mm-hmm. that which comes after comes before, and basically we're all awake because it's never it's never happened. It's always been happening. So we're just we're just trying to get back to what's already so. That's also time. Yeah. So we're seeking what with what we are, and we can only do that in time. Yeah. If there was no time, there would be no seeking for what we are. We'd just be what we are. Yeah. Yeah. But because there's willing and wasing, it can play so many fucking games. Yeah. How would you have a hit? You ever have a hit? What does it do when you have a hit? You get a very strong feeling. It's always been that way. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, nothing happened. It erases all the relevance of everything. You just get, wow, it's always been that way. So all the longing goes out, all the patience you had goes out, all those feelings that are time-derived get totally erased. Yeah? Because it's like, oh, I I should have got on that bus years ago. But when you finally seem to get on the bus, years ago are gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah? You've never not been on the bus. Once you get on, you've never not been on the bus. So it negates all that stuff like that completely. <laughs> then you know, <laughs> impossibility isn't being entertained as possible anymore. And what's possible is constantly being entertained as possible. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> Horse is in front of the cart, blue is blue, red is red. You don't have no more fed metaphysical questions. You just have questions like, where are my keys? <laughs> but you don't have any questions about fucking truth or anything. You've lost all interest in all that. Seriously, completely. 
I haven't read. I don't read spiritual books. Mm-hmm. I go review ones I like because I can't. You know, maybe I'm not inspired by the group, and I need to prime the pump. Ramana always works, or Force of Miracles. Prime the pump, then okay, I get into it. But I, I mean, I just read the same page that triggered something 20 years ago and it still triggers it. You know, like my mind's like a Pavlovian dog. What worked in the past, just tons of downloads occur when I say, hey, you know, we're the dreaming of the dream. We forget that we're dreaming. And in that state, we give everything all the meaning it has, whatever. That blows my freaking mind. I mean, it just shows your role here is much more developed than you can imagine. Like, you're it. <laughs> yes. Thanks. Well, any more questions? Come on, we need the one more. Well, you said I heard you say in in one of the previous talks or what you said you you can't stop the selfing. I heard you yeah, said yeah. that. And is that the same as the statement in the course saying uh, I need you nothing? Yes. Well, I need do nothing is where we're all going to end up anyway. Why not start there? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Why not play? No, don't let time dictate. I'm going to have to do a lot of something to finally arrive at need do nothing. Stop pledging allegiance to time. Go right to I need do nothing. Well, it sounds very liberating when you said that. I said, okay, yeah. I, there's nothing I can yeah. stop or I, have, I don't have to stop something. No, it's not on me. No, it's not of course not. It's under your control anyway. Yeah. It's doing what it does. The, process, the mental process promotes this organizing idea of self to make sense of things that it cannot make sense of. You know, that's what it does. It's trying its best to survive as what it thinks it is. Mm-hmm. And if it saw a lot of abstractness, it would flip itself totally out. So, you know, it likes to have something happen today and then have something happen tomorrow. It doesn't want to see everything bounces around. And Yes? Yeah? yeah. So security goes out the window, yeah? Yes. Support. Yeah. Yes, yeah. for sure. Mental security is a neutering. When you know things, you neuter them from the mental state. You kill them in a way because you make them something. You can't leave nothing alone. You're always going to try to make everything something. That's the playing God. That's the playing God. That's the mental state. That's what it's doing. Yes? Is this still the experience of a sense of self there? And it's seen through, or is that... Oh, yes, for sure. For sure. Well, it's not an experience. You're just having an experience, but the mental state will attempt to claim it, for sure. And that still goes on. It can, but it's not that interesting. Yeah. But the the thought in my own experience, the thought system has dramatically it's not so snowing as much. Yeah? And then it does arise when I need it, and then it recedes when I don't. Like if I lose keys, it says, Alright, where was the last place you were? And I call up and I do all I can do to find the keys, and once it's done all it's done, it recedes. It doesn't stay there to sort of 
you're a key loser. <laughs> so, I mean, I like that. I mean, you need you need a navigational system here. Yeah, we are as action figures going to be directed. You can be directed by the mental st- state, or you can be directed by other aspects of mind. Yeah, but you're going to be directed here, definitely. And you know, a lot of us have realized that GPS has failed. Yeah, it's not producing the goods that we hoped, and we put a lot of reliance on it, and it's proven to be unreliable. It's a failed system. And what can a failed system show you? It can show you it's failed. And then maybe, just maybe, you'll be open to a possibility, and there are possibilities. There are aspects of mind that are centered. They're not self-centered. They're, they're not centered on a system of self. You know? And then you can get information not carried by thought. Lots of downloads. Yeah? That will be more of an intimation. And then you're directed, and you can sense you're being directed as this, but it wasn't accompanied by thought at all. Yeah? <coughs> it, it, it term that as a collective conscious or collective subconscious. I don't. Co- I don't term it anything. Okay. You know, it's just sort of. I know where. I know the results where how it directs me are a lot better than the ones I was getting before. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big upgrade. I haven't been arrested in 29 years, <laughs> and I was arrested quite a lot before then. Yeah. Yeah. And the way my situation was. The managing by that in life always led me to have to be managed by other people. I had to be institutionalized or jailed. And then working an AA program and turning it over to a higher power or handing it over to a higher power was also... That surrender, see, if you want, I can tell you what happened to me. You want to hear it, you know, or whatever. It's a story. I had spent two years in a program in public... a rehab in San Francisco, 85 to 87, mostly for convicts. But I didn't know where to go. And an ex-girlfriend of mine tri- dropped me there before. Once I found out what it was, I split, but she had driven away already. So I remembered it when I was in dire straits. And I walked down to this facility. I sat on a bench, and when you sat on a bench, it signified you'd lost the game of life. But I still had a video of me betraying someone who lost the game of life. And uh, I got there at 6, and I said to myself, I'm going to give them the 6.30 to see me, or I'm out of here. Like, I had a lot of important engagements to keep. I had nowhere to go, didn't have a pot to visit. And it was a clock just like that, and it said 6. And I sat there, and 6.28, they called me in a room, and they started asking me questions, which were going over my head. But one, I was keenly interested in, and they said, do you want a place to stay tonight? And that's what I really wanted. And I said, yeah. And they said, well, you got to make a two-year commitment, which I sort of gulped on that. And I said, sure, I'll stay for two years with no intention of staying for two years. But they, they accepted me. I became a full-fledged member. There's 300 clients. And I stayed there for two years, 85 to 87. And, you know, I'm not proud, but I really thrive in an institutional setting. I do. <laughs> People are watching me all the time. I'm all right. Yeah. I went to college, all this stuff. And then I, they wanted me to stay five more years, but I wasn't into that. Because you know? they had this great success rate. That was their advertising, 99, but the fine print was, you can never leave the landscape. (laughs) I didn't want to be in there my whole life. So I said no, and I took a workout program, and I fulfilled 
their requirements. And at 24 month mark, I could leave. I found a place to live, San Francisco. And what happened was the irritability, restless, and discontent arose, and my head started to run in advertising, which was what I'd been missing for the last two years. And it wasn't truthful, it made it romantic, you know. And I got in the car I still had, which I lost two nights later, drove to a bar, had my first drink in two years, and uh, nothing happened. So I ordered a second drink. Halfway through that drink, I wanted more. And I looked around the bar, and actually it was an English guy that used to sell more there, and he was still there. He had like a franchise at this bar, and I kissed his ass, got some more, did some more in the car, which produced a whole lot of less for the next 10 months, but did the more, and then I um, went on a 10-month run. I ended up in a trailer park, about two hours south of, uh, north of San Francisco, and I came to... And there was a guy sitting across the way from me with drinking a bottle of vodka. And he had a big head and bulbous nose and very close veins. And I said to myself, this guy's a bum. And lo and behold, he was looking at me like I was a bum. And something happened. We call it the moment of clarity. Something occurred that no human power could produce. I mean, my mother wanted me to stop. I wanted to stop. The state wanted me to stop. But no human power could get me sober. But something intervened, and I was sort of like struck sober. My mind stopped for about four minutes, and something downloaded. It's like a CNN news flash headline, no story, and it was, I'm fucked, you know? <laughs> which I've been fucked for quite a while. But it was news to me, really, because denial is a huge thing, you know? Keeps out a lot, but also keeps in a lot, you know? Can't. So what happened is. That set off some new trains of circumstances. I ended up in a meeting. And see, that urge to escape was like a radioisotope, radioactive. It was a fucking powerful urge, and I could never say no to it, no matter what. And suddenly, that thing got taken out of me. And I never had a thought or a feeling about using ever since. So that was the greatest demonstration of a power greater than me on this stage because alcoholism and addiction was a huge tattoo in my life since I was young. I mean, unbelievable. It mocked me, got run over twice in one night when I was loaded. I mean, things happened. I still have, I'm still at the effects of as a body. Yeah? And that was removed from me. And telling you something, that's a damn good solution that the problem doesn't exist for you anymore. And that could never be produced by thought and effort. It was just a gift, really. And that... I, the whole sobriety was downloaded, and it's just been playing out for 29 years, really. But the whole thing, like the, the seed has the whole oak in it, so to speak. Yeah, it's incredible. So that set up a lot of things where, you know, after about nine years of sobriety, I was leading a workshop in AA. And my head cracked open in a way, whatever you want to say. I don't know what to say, like the thief in the night and all that kind of stuff. And I saw the word self. And it just, this was the sentence. It said, self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. So we would be the us. Mm -hmm. And then there's this foreign installment or parasitical movement called self. Yeah? And how it defeated us or defeated me was my identification as it. Yeah? That's, how, that's how I see it. So 
you lose the sense of usness and you take yourself to be a me. And that me is produced by the parasite. Yeah. So now you're basically living as the parasite, for the parasite, by the parasite, and all the while calling it you. That's what I believe is the original addiction. The act of being identified as a self. And so, this thing, I saw that word as a foreign installment, as a parasite, and I realized as soon as the mind can picture what it's calling itself to be as other, it can entertain being free from it. And this is the whole message, really. That's how it happened. The possibility is always available, but it may not seem available to you. When you see you're not that you, you'll see that I can be free from it. And, and you're on the money, because that's the only freedom there is, is from that. Yeah? You are the freedom from it. You are that. Yeah? So that's what's happened. So it's been the easiest thing, because I don't need any skillful means, because I have no thoughts or feelings about doing any drugs or alcohol at all. If I had the urge, I'd probably be arrested tonight. If I was doing cocaine, we would have passed the basket early. <laughs> and I would have just run out. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. if you shot me up with yeah. coke, who would? Uh, I don't know what the action figure would do. Yeah. You know, you can't judge the message by the messenger. Yeah, you really can't because you could. Who knows what would happen? But uh, all I know, I don't. I just don't have any interest in it. And really, the same thing with spirituality. Now, yeah. I have no interest in it at all because it has nothing to do with what is. It really yeah. doesn't. It's, it's, a, it's a pantomiming by the mental state what it thinks is spiritual in the, in, but from the frame of being a body I mean how, how off can it be and then it's all ingested in time you do a, that one day intensive then you sign up for the weekend retreat and then it's got to be a week retreat and then three months it just goes more doesn't it more 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 with the assumption if I do a whole lot something's going to happen but why hasn't it happened already because it's always happening you're wanting to trigger something that's always happening you cannot trigger what's always happening it's always happening by looking for it you miss it and the interest and attention when it's free from that preoccupation, is it looks like you have very little interest in things, but you have a huge interest in nothing. And because there's a huge interest in nothing, there's no need to go anywhere. Because nothing is everything. So now the interest and attention isn't being set out to fucking get things and do this. It's just resting. And it seems like you don't have much interest in things, but you're having a huge interest in nothing. And it's sort of like... It, that's the presence. The presence is undirected interest and attention. That's what it is. The mental state is directing so much interest and attention to thoughts and memories and nostalgic things about yesterday and tomorrow. You're almost inherently, in a weird way, dispersed. Because your life is interest and attention. And it's been sent into time. Fucking just to disperse it, to, to sort of distill it, to weaken it, dilute it, yeah? So you don't even feel like you're freaking here when you're here. You feel like, I gotta fill this thing up. When you're trying to fill up the portal, really, it doesn't need anything. It's not a hole, it's an entrance. You're a vehicle of expression, you're not a vehicle of, of acquiring. You're a vehicle of expression, yeah? 
is a self is just not what you think it is. And to say there's no self is just another red herring. Exactly. Again, it's another concept. Yes. It's popular here. Well, you want to see that. The point is, though, if you don't go that way, you can't jump to the third thing, where there's neither of them. Yeah? Because the self is so, is so strong, you negate that, and then there's a negation of all of it. Yeah? But I've seen people who try to leap. They get to a point, they want to become a non-self as a self. It doesn't work. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You're under a no-self. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Negation is the way, but you don't, if you... First then one, the idea of self negated, then the others can negate. Yes, yeah. But if you try to negate and go right to the ultimate negation, it'll be as a self. I'm, wa- I'm serious. The reference is very fast. It's going to claim whatever it comes in contact. It will claim its own absence and say it's ha- had an experience of it. It will. Yeah. So I'm stoked. We can go on forever now. <laughs> <laughs> it's great news to pass on. I swear. I've never, ha- I've never not been enthused by this. Because it's what you are meets its match. When you're entertaining, when that which is entertaining entertains itself, it goes on forever. Yeah, it's completely absorbed. Yeah, it's here that it gets bored in a way. Because you're trying to, your mental state keeps pointing at synthetic replacements to that which can never be replaced. Of course, they're always going to become disillusioning because they're not so. <clears throat> Any more questions? This never happens in America. I never had take questions. Because <laughs> it's the answer asking them, actually. Just a quick one. Um, you've mentioned the course a few times. Is that the course in Miracle? Yeah. yeah. Um, do you recommend that? As a well, I don't know. You have to find out for yourself again. Yeah. You know? If it's for you, you'll know it. And if it ain't, you will. You'll know it. Yeah. You can't describe... There's not one prescription fits all. Something will trigger something in you that won't trigger in me. Find, you'll find out. Usually... You know, you'll know. Like, to me, the course just made me laugh all the time because it was freaking hilarious, really. <laughs> really. It just, you know. See, we love to describe the house of cards. You don't want to see you as the main card. <laughs> You'd like to know this whole place is unreal. But you have the drama has a beautiful statement by that. There's a lot of people see this as a movie, but they're sitting in the theater thinking they're real, seeing it as a movie. Well, the movie is... You're always included. <laughs> there is no time when this is going to be above the fray. It's all made up. The idea of observing is all made up. It's mental state observing mental states. There's no real observation at all. It's all horizontal seeing. Yeah? Yeah. Well, then that's it, I think. Eh? What else do we need to do? Nothing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I hope I see you tomorrow, man. Thank you. Man. Thank you. Thank you.
have two books. We have two books and two shirts. What? We have hit the red button. The books are the 12 step or the 12 step book. No, I went to see Bowser Car about 10 years after I was getting sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it, I, but it was a little dry. I went to his house. How much for the teacher? What? How much for the teacher? Uh, 20. 20 Yes. Oh, I don't know what it is. But I don't know, you may not have the size. It's not, it's not. Okay. Uh, what is it? Oh, what is it? Oh, it? Oh, what is it? Oh, what is it? These are all of these things. Really, 
but really,